It's the Unbottleneck Your Business podcast, where I'm helping you find freedom and flexibility in your business by learning to delegate like a pro. I'm your host, Tanya Thomas. All right. Thank you and welcome to another episode of the Unbottleneck Your Business podcast. I want to begin by thanking those listeners who are loyal subscribers. And if you're new to the show, thank you for tuning in and hopefully you subscribe to the show as well so that you can always be relevant and prevalent to the um the episodes that we have. And so today we have our a guest on Suzanne, and I am going to read a little bit of Suzanne's bio here, and then I'll let her share a little bit more about herself. Suzanne Mariga, and so she's the owner of Mariga Group. Um, She is the CEO. She's a CPA and a fractional CFO specializing in high net worth strategies for seven and eight figure entrepreneurs using the Profit First system. So welcome, Suzanne. Well, thank you, Tanya, for having me. I'm excited to be here today with you. Great, great. And so I've given a brief intro to you, but what would you like for the listeners to know about you? What else would you like for them to know that you'd like to share about your background? So my background is, you know, I've been a CPA for over 20 years. Yeah, I stopped counting um, when I started using Miss Clara. I figured, you know, uh, that time has ended, right? So we stopped at the 20 year mark, but um, I started my career with your big four accounting firms, Anderson, later on went to KPMG and started my practice about 15 years ago when I had my little girl and realized I couldn't travel the world and work anymore and still be a, um, a great mom. And, um, you know, we did great. We did it really great. We ended up, you know, one of the Goldman Sachs 10,000. We ended up um, being the um, E10 award winner for the Houston Minority Business Council and um, I'm also an author. I'm an author of a book called Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises for anybody out there that that follows Profit First. Mike McCallowitz and I wrote that book together. And we are literally out there eradicating entrepreneur poverty, teaching business owners how to implement Profit First, how to use high network tax strategies, how to create the business that they love and, and have results that really emulate what they love doing, right? Good, good. So yeah, that is fantastic. And that's a fantastic um, book and series. And so always good for people to to know, because I know finances are super important in businesses. And a lot of times entrepreneurs don't really realize that you can get so bogged down into the details and just the operations of providing your core service or selling that product, but not realizing how important the finances are. So in saying that, what do you see when you're working with your clients in terms of what they think about the finances? What are some of the um, areas and stuff that they may be missing out on in terms of when it comes to the finances that they're not thinking about running when they're running their business? So Tanya, I think that entrepreneurs, you know, we get into business because we absolutely love what we do, right? We have a gift that God has given us that that we just want to share with the world, right? And and that's the reason why we we can't work for anybody else, right? Because no one can do this gift the way that we do this gift. Where you're an amazing administrative assistant or um, amazing carpenter out there, you know, we have a gift, and we we love our gift so much we would do it for free. And, and it's interesting because when when I look at entrepreneurs' financial statements, a lot of times that's exactly what they've been doing. They've been doing what they love and they've been doing it for free. 
like everybody around them is getting paid more. Their admin is getting paid more. You know, their, 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 their people or staff is getting paid more. They're in these like nice office buildings and they have nothing to show it for it at the end of the day. And I have to be honest, I started the same way. You know, when I first started my business, I love the world of accounting and tax, you know, just because I became a mother didn't mean that I wanted to stop working. And, and when somebody came to me with a tax question or accounting question, I could go on for hours talking about strategizing with them, how to fix it and never get an engagement letter signed. And they walk away like this was the best conversation I ever had. And, and it wasn't until I really started to get intentional where my husband said, Hey, um, you know, we got to pay for this childcare that you're doing. And, um, I see you working 80 hours a week, but we don't have anything to show for it that I started going, you know, what? I need to create a business that has profits. And, and what I learned when I, when I learned the profit first methodology is profit has to be intentional. It has to be something that you have to be just as dedicated to in terms of serving your clients as to making sure that your business produces profitability. And for us, what it means is implementing the profit first method. Now, if you haven't heard about profit first, you, you've got to, you've got to read on it. You've got to learn about it. But what it is, is, you know, it works with your natural biological and psychological setup, your, your, your basic biological makeup. You know, for example, I like to think about this way and, and I'm going to confess some things, you know, I have been to the golden corral buffet probably one time too many. I'm like, just one time. <laughs> um, and, and the thing about golden corral is I have never left that place proud of myself. I mean, they've got like three rows of plates, you know, one on the left side, one in the middle, one at the end, I can tell you like exactly where things are on the buffet line. And, uh, and, and you have unlimited choices, right? And what happens is when you have unlimited choices, unlimited plates, you, you never leave feeling proud of yourself, right? You always have too many desserts. You know, you have that salad that used to be a regular meal that now is an appetizer with the main course and, and you never feel proud of yourself. Now, on the other hand, when Tanya and I get together and we're going out to dinner and, and it's a business setting and, and we're in our like nice suits and heels and you just give us an order plate, we're just going to eat from this order plate. And we're going to eat a whole lot less than if we were on our own going out to the golden crowd. And that's the same way it works in business finances. The more money that we have, the more we're going to spend, you know, our offices, our businesses are always going to need a bigger office, right? Because we're constantly expanding. We, we, we sense that this growth is about to happen and we just got to be ready to make this investment, right? We got to make this advertising investment because it's the one thing that we need to do to make it to the next level. There's always this piece of equipment. There's always a need for more things. And the more money that we have, the more that we spend. That's just how we are naturally, nat naturally wired to behave, right? That, that's Parkinson's law, right? The more of a supply, the more we're going to demand of it. And, and so what happens in profit first is we create what I call the illusion of scarcity. It's kind of like a magic trick. And, and what happens is we do this through the use of bank accounts. So kind of like Dave Ramsey and his envelope system where, he, you know, he tells you as soon as you get paid, you put money into an envelope, right? If you get put money for rent, you put money for, for groceries, um, money for incidentals, right? And these envelopes. Well, in business, we don't want you to have envelopes. We want you to have bank accounts. So you're going to collect all your money into this one bank account called the revenue account. And then twice a month, you're going to transfer to these sub bank accounts and you're going to have a bank account for your profit. So you're going to fund your profit first. You're going to have a bank account for owner's pay because yes, when I ask you who your MVP is, who is your most value player, that's going to be you. You are going to be the most value player. Okay. When you step away, it's not Susie or Bob that's your MVP. It's you. You know, when you step away, your business suddenly does no longer exist. 
we're going to set up a tax account, right? Because if you got profit, you got owner's pay, you probably got taxes. And so we don't want you sitting there come January 1st, figuring out how you're going to pay last year's taxes with this year's money, right? We're going to save your taxes along the way. We're going to put that into a tax account. And then last, the last account, after we funded our profit, after we funded our owner's pay, after we funded our tax is going to be our operating expense account. And that's where whatever's left is going to go. And that's where you're going to have to decide based upon what's in this account. What can I afford in terms of signing this lease for rent? Who can I afford to hire at this point? What type of supplies can I afford to get? What type of business trips can I go? Can I really afford that 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 6,000 pound corporate car, right? And, and that account's going to tell us that. And so what's happening is we're creating intentional profitability from day one from implementing profit first in your business. That is fantastic, Suzanne, because in listening to you and talk, hearing you talk and say that, that is true. I think a lot of times, too, what small business owners do is they focus on the revenue and they think, well, I've just got to make more revenue and then I'll be able to afford these things. Or they maybe just take a look at their one bank account and see there's money in there. So, yeah, then I can afford to buy this piece of equipment or sign up for this course or go to this conference or something like that. And they're not really paying attention to that. So I think that's fantastic. The idea of having that one account, but then building it out to the other so that you are making sure that you have money when you need it. And you're not just guessing at, you know, what you think you have and what you can afford. So that is a super idea. Do you often find that people, what is their first thoughts when you tell them about this system? Do they typically find, are they enthusiastic about it or they think, are they sort of skeptical and think that they won't be able to discipline themselves? And if so, you know, how do you kind of help them move in that direction to, to start doing following the system? So I think the first reaction that I get from most business owners is that is so brilliant and that is so simple. Is it is it really, really that simple? And 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 yes, it is. I mean, literally, you're just it's physics, right? It's transferring money from one one bank account to another, right? And if you transfer that money and don't touch it, it's naturally going to grow over time. You're naturally going to be able to accomplish those things. Now, there are some things that we do next level, like when you're working for a profit first professional like me, we'll get into budgeting, we'll get into price optimization, we'll figure out what break even point is, and we'll we'll start looking at some pretty cool KPIs and creating some some significant analysis and things like that. Uh, with, with principle, but it's a great place to start. It's a great place to start with creating that intentional profitability through those means of those bank accounts. Do you find that some business owners, because sometimes, and even with personal finances, so I'm sure people do the same thing with business, they're afraid to actually know what that's going to look like for them, because I'm sure you have to do some sort of initial assessment or something to get them started. Do you find that sometimes they're kind of like not knowing is better for them? They're just a little bit afraid and timid to find out what their actual numbers look like. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we've all had bad news in our life, right? But what knowing is actually more powerful, right? Just knowing where you're starting at and and taking that first step. And Tanya, nobody ever starts off. You know, in Profit First, we have a a chart, and and that chart is really what an ideal 
a healthy company would look like? Like what percentage goes to profit? What percentage is typically held for owner's pay? What percentage might go to taxes? What percentage are, are your GNA, right? Your general and administrative costs. And very few entrepreneurs that I have met start out at those percentages, you know, and, and what I say is just start small, start small, start with that 1% profit allocation and, and look at what can I cut right now in order to make that 1% profit allocation? Um, how can I adjust my strategy? Maybe my pricing, what do I need to adjust just to do 1%? And then the next quarter, just bump it up to two, take it small, small increments and, and take slow, slow steps in order to build to where you're going. You know, it's kind of like dieting, you know, um, when you, when you first go on, on a diet and it, it doesn't matter if you're Jenny Craig, Nutrisystem, Weight Watchers, it, it, it doesn't matter where you're starting at. The first thing they're going to tell you is, you know, you didn't gain the weight in one day, you're not going to lose it in one day. Right. And, and so maybe what we're going to do is we're going to cut sweets on day one. That's it. We're just going to cut sweets. And then, you know, after week two, we might start to cut some of the carbs and then maybe by the end we'll be mostly vegetarian, which is a little bit of lean meat, right. Out there. And, but it's, it's not a day one type of thing, right. It's a gradual process. And that's the same way it is with your finances. It's going to be a gradual process and there's no shame to it. Right. Um, it, because those habits, when we implement them slowly, they're going to stick. That's that's a great way to look at it. You're right. And starting small. And but of course, I know sometimes as, as entrepreneurs and small business owners, we want it now. <laughs> we want it fast. But you're right. Taking those baby steps to get where you want in the process is going to to really help the business. And I think probably help to unbottleneck it because your finances can definitely bottleneck your business and prevent you from growing. Because if you're not keeping an eye on them and making sure that you have profit and those types of things, then you could find yourself in some big trouble. So these things are super important for your business. So I guess one of the final questions is, how do you think, what would you say to someone if they didn't want to maybe implement this system? How would that affect their business if they if they didn't? So there are many ways of, of getting to the bottom line. For me, Profit First has been the easiest way um, to be in control of my numbers, to, to be able to reverse engineering reverse engineer the results that I want, right? Has been through Profit First. So there are many ways of getting there. But I think that when we run our businesses, you know, the the thing that we have to start with is, as Simon Sinek says, start with why, right? Why are we creating this business, right? We're creating a business to make an impact in the world, but we're also creating a business that one day we're going to have to retire, right? We're going to have to be able to um, build up enough savings that in case there, there isn't so security out there by the time we get there that we're able to live on. And so we have to create the results that are allow us to get to our end goal. So start with why start about, start with what's important to you at the end of the day, because every day you get up, you know, and you miss time with your family, you know, you're, you're on the road, you're, you're making a sacrifice and that sacrifice needs to have a result, right? It has to have a ROI with it. And so start with why, and then reverse engineer of how you get to where you're going. That's a great way to look at it. Cause yeah, you're right. You want to know 
knowing the why is always going to be that motivating factor for you to implement and move forward with most anything. So that is a great way to look at it. So I've said that that I'd like to, I guess if we could also touch up on two, that would be helpful. Do you have an example of maybe you don't have to give names or an example of someone that you implemented the system with and how it impacted their business specifically? You know, Profit First has been a game changer for many businesses. And and I have seen entrepreneurs that have gone from, from having, you know, they say, what is the average um, take home for an entrepreneur that makes a million dollars, $50,000? That's literally it. And, you know, Tanya, you and I know it takes like, what is it, like 1% of entrepreneurs ever make it to a million dollars, right? Right. And, and you know how much work that goes into making a million dollars. I mean, you got to hustle, right? You got to meet a lot of people, shake a lot of hands, train a lot of people, right? You, it takes a lot to get that just to make $50,000. And, and, and that's too little for all the work that you're doing. And, you know, I have worked with clients that started at that level that now have net worths of over a million dollars. They have purchased their own buildings for their businesses. They have purchased farms. Um, I have a book called Profit First for Minority Business Enterprises. And I actually interview some of my clients and you can actually look them up on social media. You can see their manufacturing companies and they will tell you, you, you can actually go on our, our YouTube channel where, where I'm, I'm talking to some of them, um, you know, and, 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 and you'll see just how their lives have revolutionized, how it has changed simply by changing or not even changing, but really owning up to what their priority is, right? Owning up to the results that they want and then implementing a system that gets them the result that they want. That is fantastic. And so again, I want to thank you, Suzanne, for coming on and talking with us about this important topic of finances and profit first, because I truly believe, as I've said before, you know, I think this is a a great way to unbottleneck your business of course, if you don't focus on it, it's also a great way to bottleneck it. And of course, we as small business owners and entrepreneurs, we don't want that. Our goal is to be profitable and grow our companies. And so I want to close out by you know asking you to share with our listeners how they can find you and, and learn more about you. So the best way to find me is um, probably through my book. You'll get to know me through my book. Um, if you go to SuzanneMariga.com and Suzanne spelled with an S, um, you'll be able to see my book. I also have some freebies there. Like um, I talked with Tanya about, you know, those bank allocations and creating those percentages, right, for those transfers. And I have a handout there. That's one, it's called the profit map. And and it's going to allow you to see what those percentages should be based upon the size of your company, what your revenue is, because as your business grows, right, uh, a company that's a startup company that has revenue under $250,000 is going to look a lot different than a company that has $10 million, $50 million in revenue. Um, because when your company's under two fifty, it's all you. When you're over $10 million, you're it's all about the team at that point. And so those percentages look really different. So go ahead and go to SuzanneMariga.com, download that profit mat, check out my book. If you're, if you're a reader, I also have audio also on there, but that's the best way to find me. Fantastic. And so we will also include information in the show notes too about how to to link up with Suzanne. And so I want to thank you again for listening to the Unbottleneck Your Business podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks. And until next time. Thank you, Tanya.
Thank you. Thank you for listening. Make sure you head over to teamdelegate.com forward slash downloads to get my most recent guide on delegating. Also be sure to share this with a business friend and follow us on your favorite podcast channel.